pull up a bar stool. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to celebrate today. Good time. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, pulling up in my new office, brand new. We're going to talk about why that's significant. And uh, we'll do a little bit of reflecting. First of all, social media marketing world. Early thoughts on my new business model. We'll see what else we can get to. Are we ready for this? Pop a celebratory Guinness. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So yeah, this week I'm popping the celebratory Guinness. It's the can because I'm not in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I'm going can route, but it's my drink of choice. And what do I have to celebrate? It's uh, where to start, right? This when I when I was planning out this episode, I'm like, I don't want this to be like all boasty about all this great stuff that's happening right now. Um, it's more kind of reflective though because I understand the humble beginnings that I had in terms of a business owner. And um, I hope, you know, it's, it's just something I really, really appreciate. And so depending on where you're at right now, um, yeah, maybe you can, uh, you know, uh, kind of see, see yourself on a similar path, a similar point in that path, maybe beyond it, but you remember those humble beginnings, whatever it is. So here's the deal. Two years, uh, three, three and a half years ago, I was laid off for the second time in two and a half years. When you're laid off twice in two and a half years, you think you're no good. You think no one wants you. You think you lack value. You think, you know, especially when you are the breadwinner for your family, you really start to question, you know, if you're, if you're really worth anything. So, when this all started, I didn't have grand plans for a business. I really I wanted to start a business, but that's not really what I was doing. Kind of came here, came to this point. But fast forward, I'm checking in from a brand new office in our brand new finished basement. Um, so yeah, as I say brand new office, it's not like I opened up an office downtown or something. That's not what I want. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this, the only reason, um, or the main reason, the main motivation for starting the business in the first place, the main motivation for not wanting to work outside of the house, I didn't want to commute, I didn't want to travel a lot, is because of my boys, my, my family, my wife, stay close to my entire family, watch my kids grow up, coach their baseball teams, so that's why this is partially a combination celebration because there's so much to celebrate today so raise that glass that bottle that can whatever you got we'll get to it cheers yeah so oh man about five and a half years ago we moved into this house we overextended ourselves to move into this house um it's one of those because it was like a perfect situation it was it's not a huge house but it had you know, at the time it was um, three upstairs, be- upstairs bedrooms, which was perfect for us. Um, it, had, it was on the end of a cul-de-sac. It had a decent-sized yard for my kids. 
and it was within walking distance of the elementary school. It was perfect. But one thing that we saw immediately when we bought that house, the basement. Basement was unfinished. My wife could always see in her mind what it would look like when it was finished. And I said, yeah, we'll finish that basement. This was back when I worked for the man. Um, but even then, thinking about um, the cost for that just didn't seem very realistic. And five and a half years later, we finally did it. We finished that basement, and it is beautiful, my friend. Uh, we've got a, a wet bar now down here. We've got an extra... Uh, extra bedroom and we got beautiful little TV room and this office which is set up for me so upstairs anyone who's been listening to podcasts or my webinars or anything in the past you know uh, the battle I fight and it's 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 funny really I, I laugh it off but dog barking kids running by my door because basically that that office upstairs, was right by the entryway of the house. And so kids would run by, and there's a glass door, so they'd look at me, and my youngest would always ask me questions and stuff through the door. And it's cute, it's fun. But um, now we're down here, and I've got a plain white wall where I can do video recording. Still haven't been doing much of it, but hopefully making it easier for myself. Got, got my uh, computer in here. I'm actually, we're about to order a standing desk because I need to get into better. Uh, you know, it's just too much sitting down, basically. Like I, I've been taking up running and whatnot, but I know it's terrible for me what I do while sitting down. And speaking of, I'll be moving our um, treadmill down here by the desk. It's going to be kind of cluttered a little bit. We'll see. But so that is a big reason to celebrate. You know, it's... What I see here, what I'm surrounded by, is representation of, you know, getting laid off twice in three, in two and a half years, having some scary, scary times, no idea what I want to do, but also being focused on what I did want, and, um, and it didn't happen overnight, but it's just kind of sticking to it and having your big why that drives you. And here we are. Um, I still pinch myself that happened. Honestly, I, I, I'm one of those people that I feel undeserving of all this stuff that, that has happened since then. Like going to San Diego and speaking at Social Media Marketing World, which I'll get to in a minute. And I, you know, I talked to my business manager, John Robinson, and I still have a, one of my faults is I still beat myself up and I feel I'm undeserving. And I just think, don't think... It's, I can't believe it's happening. A lot of stuff is happening. Like, I don't know how to start a business. What, what, I, what do I know? So anyway, that's part of it. Part of the celebration, all this stuff happening. The other is, again, why do I do this? And I get, you have your reason for wh- what motivates you, where you find value in your life. Um, you know, really, how, what makes you happy? It's not money. End of the day, my friend. Um, and, and again, that main motivation for me was spending more time with my kids, my family, but the one underlying thing, coaching their baseball teams, watching their games, on and on and on. And it becomes increasingly difficult as they get older because it's just so competitive and crazy. But baseball season's now in full swing. And wow, what a couple weeks the Loomer boys have had. 
Um, now I'm going to become the the groveling, you know, doting father here. But um, you know, me personally, like I, I I played baseball up until college, up through part part of college. I was never that good. I was just good enough to play. And my boys are way better than ever I ever was. But they also have some of the same uh, issues. They aren't big and strong. I never was big and strong growing up. So they have to be scrappers. They have to fight. They got to be fast. They got to um, practice and, and just know the game inside and out. And they do. Um, so a week ago, my oldest son became the first loomer ever to hit a home run out of the, uh, over the fence, which is pretty cool. Um, a, a week or, week before that, my middle son, uh, they won a tournament, a championship game on his walk-off hit. It was the greatest thing in the world. And I, you know, I was like one of the first ones that dart on the field and, and, and ran to him and gave him a hug. And it was really one of the most emotional <laughs> moments for me ever because it was like as a dad and as a coach, I was so nervous for him. And when he did it, I was just so unbelievably proud. And I did the ugly cry. And uh, so then there was that. So that was like the tournament ball side of it. We just started up Little League. And we became the Brewers this year. For anyone who follows along in my, my baseball coaching endeavors, we've moved from being the Giants three championship years in a row to now we're the Brewers. And picked up right where the Giants left off, my friend. My friend and... Two quick wins, and today that that middle son, like, you know, again, this sounds ridiculous because it's like too much is going right right now. But because he he rarely pitches, but this is the year he's gonna start pitching. Throws a no hitter tonight, and hits a home run triple and a double. It was just ridiculous. But anyway, enough enough of this crazy. Yeah, you're, you're tired of hearing me. It's it's starting to sound braggy and stupid now. So um, that's gonna last. I'm gonna talk about it. I am really thirsty, and I'm going to take a big, big drink of this Guinness. Cheers. Oh, seriously, I'm just jittery thinking about all these things. Um, and I hope that you can kind of, you know, in, in your mind's eye, it, it maybe enjoy that with me. I don't know. But anyway, reflecting on social media marketing world, in the last few weeks of return from San Diego, where we, we went as a family, first of all. So it was a week-long trip. Um, also had a surprise 40th birthday party. I, it's like hard to admit it's 40, but I was completely un, it was completely unexpected. So I saw a bunch of my social media marketing friends that were there and um, joined me in that party. It was just awesome. Um, but the, so, you know, it was a combination of family and hanging out with the kids and doing all the beach stuff and all the food and then there was social media marketing world and I'm going to sound like an ad for social media marketing world right now but my goodness Mike Stelzner of Social Media Examiner puts on a ridiculous event now I only go to maybe two max three events every year at least that's what I've been doing so far and a big part of that is because of baseball season where I refuse to travel and this event, Social Media Marketing World, is so good that if you only go to one once a year, go to this one, please. Because if you are in the world of social media marketing, 
um, pretty much everybody's there. They really are. But it's also just so well done. The networking is so good. The parties, like all, all that stuff is fun. Um, going, going on a big boat and hang out with people. and uh, But see people that I've been looking up to for years. But it's also an opportunity for like people who've been reading my stuff and like we're hanging out and just talking. It's just great. So much fun. But I don't know how much you know about my past. I... It historically have been petrified of public speaking. So when all this started, like the first time with the social media marketing world two years ago, I was there as a spectator, um, still very humble beginnings at that point. And I was, uh, my, my friend Emmerich Ernault had helped me go there. I couldn't have paid for it otherwise. So I was in the crowd, you know, no way, feel like no way I'd ever be speaking up there one day. Not only because you'd have to really, you know, accomplish some things to do it, but public speaking is just scary as hell to me. Well, it happened last year when Mike invited me the first time, and then I did it again this year. And then, you know, it's still scary for me. It really, really is because I don't do enough public speaking. And anyone who's in the audience will sense it for the first minute or so where I am shaky. Um... And so, so that, that even happened again this year. And I, I think people understand it and they appreciate it. They don't just all leave for the doors. But what I, what I like is that, you know, in that session, there are my people. And it was, it was, it was packed. Um, and I, you know, I pulled everybody and they advertise. They read my blog. They listen to the podcast, which is such a cool thing to hear. Um, but again, I, I was nervous. So I decided to open it with a joke. Um, I'm going to really, really briefly tell the joke and you have to promise to laugh. You can't say promise not to laugh, right? You have to promise to laugh. But so basically I go up there, you know, and I feel nervous. So I'm like, well, you, there's this, this technique I use with my, my baseball players because I'm a coach that when there's that meltdown inning that happens once a year and when it happens, I need to calm them down. So I call time. I walk to the mound. I call everybody to the mound, the entire team. I say, have you ever heard the one about the bear and the rabbit? I say, no. I say, well, there was a bear and a rabbit pooping in the woods. The bear looked to the rabbit and he said, do you have a problem with poop sticking to your fur? The rabbit says, no. So the bear wipes his butt with the rabbit. Now look at all of them in the eyes. And I say, be the bear. I turn around and I walk away. And <laughs> so I was, you know, Luckily, people seem to like that line, but the kids did too, obviously. And it always works. Like, that settles them down. And like, yeah, be the bear. Yeah. And uh, it works out. So, I ended up, you know, the final line of my whole presentation later was be the bear. And that, that seemed to stick somehow. So, that was one of those things I, I just thought that morning that I was going to tell a joke. And I told, again, John Robinson that. I was, I was kind of thinking about this. I was going to tell a joke. And he was like, oh, man, please don't do that. <laughs> I didn't even tell him what joke I was going to tell. And uh, I think he was scared to death that I was going to bomb. But I think it worked out just fine. So anyway, uh, I thought the event went great. but Or, or the session, you know, if, any, if you've been following me lately, it was a lot about um, playing the long game. It was a lot about this experiment that I ran recently where... 
I invested three, $3.5,000 in ads promoting exclusive content that, weren't, that, was, that was not in any way leading directly to a profit, but ultimately it led to a minimum of like $35,000. If not, if you wanted, wanted to really project some numbers, well over $100,000. So pretty crazy ROI on it. Now that session aside, one of my favorite parts of being there um, was seeing old friends, was also watching people I admire speak. Because I am not a natural speaker. I love seeing someone like Marcus Sheridan, for example. Oh my goodness. If you haven't heard Marcus speak, you've got to see it in person, hear it in person. See, see it's, 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 it's an event. It's awesome. Um, but I also watched, you know, Chris Brogan, Jay, Jay Bear. Uh, they all had different styles that I can learn from. That's like people ask me, you know, what is it you hope to get from this event? That's the main thing. Because I got to tell you, especially if I'm speaking, if I'm speaking on the last day like I was this year and last year, and I'm nervous about it and I can't focus, um, I don't just go to sessions and, and listen uh, to learn something about whatever they're talking about. But I will selectively choose a few sessions because really what I'm doing is practicing. For most of the time, those two days, I'm practicing my, my, my session to make sure I don't screw it up. But I will selectively choose a few sessions where I learn something, not about what they're talking about necessarily, but about how they present, because I've got so much to learn there. Um, so, you know, you know, as I look back on this, though, I do have a process. And if you have some of these issues with public speaking like I do, my recommendation, practice, practice, and then action man you get I think you can over prepare too so um, for me I think what, what was helpful is that look I'm, I'm, a, I'm a procrastinator I'm a chronic procrastinator however when you have that moment where it comes to you what you want to talk about and you can see it and you can hear it you can feel it take seize that opportunity and write it down that's exactly what I did. Like there was a moment I was, I think I was laying in bed, I was about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden I could hear what this presentation was going to be and why it would be interesting. And it wouldn't just be boring numbers. And I just quick, I didn't, I just quickly wrote down um, a, a bunch of bullet points within Evernote. And then I, I finally finished the presentation itself. But of course, you know, when you do that, you can overdo it too with content. And I still probably did eventually overdo it. But what I did then is I practiced it. And I practiced it twice. So, well, first of all, I read through it, right? Once or twice, just to myself without actually practicing it, just to see how it flowed. And then I said, oh, that's unnecessary. I'll take that out. Or that doesn't flow right. I'll change that. You end up removing a lot of stuff. And I probably should have removed more, really. But when it comes to practicing, I honestly think you can practice too much. I practiced twice and both times took me like, took me 31 minutes and I felt like I had it licked and like, we're good to go. Set it off. We're ready. Um, so yeah, I went well. My kids were there. My youngest even uh, had him play a role in it, um, which was fun. But uh, 
just a really good experience. You know, I talk about this sometimes where doing uncomfortable things, things that make you uncomfortable is how, that's how you grow, grow. And, you know, I think this is a prime example of that, that I really am uncomfortable public speaking. But once I get up there, I really, I enjoy it. But it's a lot of pain and suffering, overdoing the words there, heading up to that moment. Um, and really the first few moments after I've been announced. But once I'm there and I'm rolling and I know you're my people, I really enjoy it. So that's kind of my reflection on social media marketing world and public speaking. I'm going to throw down a little bit more Guinness here. Cheers. Seriously, I've never slammed a Guinness, but I certainly could. That's just like drinking creamy water. I don't know. It's just, it's so good. And anyone who doesn't like Guinness, you're crazy. Uh, moving on. Now, you know, I've, I've, I've told you at various stages, you know, as I've been thinking about a new model, moving from an old model and ch- let, let me kind of take you back in time to where, you know, the John Loomer digital brand started and how I originally made money and how I'm making money today and how I'm going to be making money in the future. So in the very beginning, my website was a place it, it attracted traffic. You know, I, was do, I wrote, wrote a lot of content, tried to get as much traffic as I could. Um, I was ultimately trying to get you to hire me as a consultant. And so that was, that was the early stages when I made very little money. Uh, eventually, I tried to monetize the traffic I got by running, first of all, AdWords, which, come on, you know, I was lucky if it was a hundred, couple hundred bucks a month. I think it, I think at its peak when I was running AdWords, which I haven't done for, for probably two and a half years now, two, two, yeah, two and a half years, um, maybe $500 a month because traffic's good. But still, I mean, you're not going to make a living off that when it's, that's it. But then I started getting sponsors to the site, um, which helped a little bit more. And then ultimately, I started, I created my first products. And they're products that did not scale, but they, they were something. So I would do like these little small group workshop things. I did one that was like eight people in it, um, where they paid me close to nothing. I mean, it, seriously, it might have been $97 to be part of this like month-long workshop. It was ridiculous. I moved from, from that to doing um, something that I thought scaled, which I was ridiculously insane about, where I did Facebook page reviews, where you just sent, filled out this questionnaire about your page. I'd look at your page, review it, provide a bunch of notes, do a screen share, 30 minutes, provide a whole bunch of like four page document review of this. And again, it was like maybe $97. It could have been less than that. I don't even remember. Uh, but anyway, but I, you know, I, I laugh at it now, but it was still an important part of the growth. I was trying something new. Um, but then came my first training course. So it's been, you know, not quite two years now, but I think a little bit more than a year and a half now, my first training course for Power Editor. And that's what changed everything. Um, people bought it. I sold it for not nearly enough, but I made way more money than I ever expected that to make. And it opened my eyes like, this is the way I got to do things now. So I did. And I would release a new training course every three months or so. And it became this cycle of like, okay, 
I got to create more content and create all these videos and all this written content. And then it goes, you know, I sell it, spend, spend, you know, this, this period of time to, to push it, push it, push it. it, slowly goes out of date and people slowly start buying it less and less. And so that was the cycle I kept going through. And my wife, first of all, was also my accountant. I know it was hard on her because, you know, look, don't get me wrong. The, the money stuff wasn't nearly as bad during this time ever since the, the courses came along as they were the first year of my business where it was scary. That said, we'd have a month where it's like, woo party, celebrate, pop the champagne. And the next month is like, what? Uh, are you going to bring in some money? What the, what the heck's going on here? And that's what happens when you rely on training course revenue entirely like I was, especially for something that you're not constantly pushing because it's going outdated quickly and you got to constantly turn out new content. So, you know, I put out an, a, the second version of the Power Editor course late last year. Um, but I also did an, in between, I did a couple of things. I did an insights training course. I did a few workshops, which are like 90 minute webinars um, that I sold as well. It's a little bit after, it's right around the end of the year. Might've, you know, when I started thinking about, is this the right direction? And I, honestly, I think the, the first trigger that got me thinking differently was when somebody mentioned a rumor that they heard Facebook was working on some free training courses available that they were going to create for marketing, Facebook marketers. And I said to myself, oh, crap. Because truth is, Facebook, no, they couldn't completely put me out of business by any means by doing that. But that could seriously impact bottom line. They could do it um, much more efficiently, that's for sure. So I was a little nervous about that, but it, it was a combination of that concern with the fact that I just knew that wasn't um, efficient. That, that I, I wanted to work less so I could... Con- like the ultimate goal was to take a summer off. Now, my business manager, John Robinson, said set that as a goal for this year. That's not going to happen. But... I still want to want to work less than I did last year so that I could spend more of this time stress-free coaching my kids, etc. So, um, you know, I don't remember the moment where it became obvious, but I was like, I need to do a membership. And actually, I'm sorry, the membership started last year, but I just wasn't putting much into it. But at some point this year, I need to focus entirely on that and invest in that and be pushing people to that, not to the training courses. Because when you've got a monthly recurring revenue that you can rely on, that's that becomes your foundation, you no longer have these huge peaks and value, valleys of revenue, which can be a problem. Peaks are nice. Valleys aren't. And coincidentally, January, the month that I was investing in that experiment where I was just spending that $3,500 to promote exclusive content, not sell something, that looked pretty bad for the bottom line. Of course, things bounce back at at the end of that. But January is a tough month. And that's what happens when you rely on that 
that type of revenue. So um, I have invested a whole lot in building that monthly recurring revenue. So now we've got 300 members of the Power Hitters Club. And it's just a little background. And let me back up for a second. That Those training courses that I heard about Facebook putting out, they happened. They did. Um, so within the last few weeks, Facebook, and they're, they're nice. Now, I think they're more de- directed to the, the beginner, which is fine. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad I went this route, partially because of that. But not, I, I would actually like to send people there because I think they're, they're pretty well done. But, but anyway, so 300 members, we got a weekly blog post now that I've added to this, to this value. Um, also weekly webinar. So, so I look at this then as being like a, it's more of a dynamic training course, real-time training course, where I don't have to worry about it going outdated. I'm keeping you up to date on everything you need to know. And in advanced ways, too. I mean, that's what this webinars, these webinars are for, these weekly webinars. Keep you up to date on what's happening. I'll do, give you some how-tos. I'll answer your questions. And um, to me, that's way better than a training course anyway. So we have that. We have a little rewards program where you can basically get money back um, by referring people. Um, and we have the private Facebook group, which is amazing. I mean, these people, I learned, I learned stuff from people in that group. I get so many content ideas from them. And uh, I know I'm forgetting another. Ad. Oh, yeah, huge discounts. So that led to the final piece, which I think is the most important, one of the most important pieces of this puzzle. So April 1st, am I just dragging on and on here? I think this is interesting. I hope you do too. April 1st, I released or I hosted my first workshop, FB Mastery Workshop of the Year. And if you were a non-member, that workshop was $147. If you were a member, it was $20. And what do you think happened as a result? There was a huge influx of um, new memberships because people saw it. Wait a minute. If I just buy this membership for a month at least, this will cost me a total of $117. As a non-member, it's $147. I should become a member. And the hope is they quickly realize there's a lot of value in this. Not only is there value in this that I'm going to stick around for another month, but guess what? There's going to be another workshop every two months, so you'll want that discount again. So far, it's working. Like my, my one fear was that people, a lot of people were like, ah, I'm just going to, this is a weakness in the system. I'm going to buy a membership for a month and then I'm going to cancel and, you know, get that, that discount. But that's really not happening. So I got to tell you, I mean, if you are somebody who you, you create a lot of content, you do well with content, uh, maybe you're slaving over training courses or you're considering training courses, I would first strongly recommend you look into private memberships. Uh, make sure you provide value in those memberships. But this scales so much better, especially if you've got a subject matter like Facebook where it changes constantly. Um, I just find this to work so much better for me. Um, these webinars are pretty much, are, are, I'm going to say informal. I mean, I put a lot into them. But it's, it's, you know, the 30-minute webinars once a week, and a good 10 minutes of it or so is Q&A, where I'm answering your questions. And it, um, 
I'm, I'm, I've, I'm re-energized. One of my favorite questions, favorite sayings, favorite questions that John Robinson always asks me before I make a big decision, does the thought of doing this energize you? Well, this energizes me. Thought of this as opposed to preparing this next training course, does that energize me? No way. It really doesn't. So that's the new direction. It is working out swimmingly so far. But my goal is, like I said, you know, we've got 300 now. Um, I, I'm, I want to get at least 500 by the end of the year, and I think that's a pretty modest goal. And then to the point where we start segmenting a little bit and creating like a, an agency-only group, you know, or even like a, you know, uh, top of the line, you know, front of the bus type group. I don't know what you call that. Business class. And hey, that, that could be a good name. Pretty snooty though. But anyway, um, there are lots of possibilities. Just know that I don't have it figured out. I don't have it all planned out. I don't know what we're going to do. I have lots of thoughts about stuff I want to do, but you can go all kinds of different directions. So let's see what we got for time here. Yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff I think I'll save for next week. But I think that's a good good start for today. Um, I hope you found this interesting. I mean, sometimes like I'm really hesitant to talk about my life and to you know go on and on about things that are kind of somewhat unrelated to the business. I don't like... Sometimes I don't really like sharing the big wins a lot. Maybe that's kind of stupid to feel that way. But I also I don't want it to feel like seem like you know I'm driving around this Lamborghini and um, we live on the beach now and in, in one of our three homes and all that. It's nothing like that. Okay, um, it's just that I've gone from being laid off for two the second time in two and a half years, trying to provide for a family of five where I'm the only income and I made it work even though I had no idea what I was doing. That's really what I'm trying to say. And I'm really proud of that. So that's all. Um, And since you've listened this long, I'm, I'm really, you know, thankful for that. I'm going to pay for your tab. Did you hear that? Oh yeah. I heard a last call. I called the, the bartender over. I'll pay for you. And, um, also, if you're interested in, in joining um, the, the Power Hitters Club, which is the private membership, just for being a listener today, I'll give you a discount, okay? If you go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC, use promo code PUB10, P-U-B-1-0, and you get one of two things. If you want to go month to month because you're not so sure about it yet, I don't know why you wouldn't be so sure, but you will get $10 off. So instead of $97 a month, it'd be $87 a month. However, if you've already bought into this, which I think you should have, and you want to say, you want to get this payment out of the way for for the year, um, it would be $870. And that's a pretty darn big discount over the year. That's basically getting three months for free um, at $870 for the year. So, so again, that's johnlimmer.com slash PHC. Use promo code PUB10. All right. So thanks so much for being along with me this week. Make sure you grab a beer again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.